So we're, we're going to publish a feature in the um, magazine this year. It's actually 110 years uh, since Lennon wrote What Is To Be Done. He finished it off in February of 1902 and it was published in, the, in March. Uh, the, the purpose of the, of the pamphlet, um, I mean, it's, it's a very, very polemical pamphlet. Like, if, 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 if you read it, it's full of, you know, very lengthy and flowery denunciations um, of, of, of various political tendencies that, that existed in Russia. But there's some quite, you know, brilliant, and I mean, that's why it gets so much attention, is it's very, you know, very brilliant and lucid passages about... Um, yeah, you know, what sort of organisation is, is required, but, you know, particularly, that's what I'm going to talk about today, of the relationship between, you know, I suppose, if you like, political questions or social questions and working class struggle, you know, and, and the development of socialist consciousness you know, and amongst, amongst working class, the forms of organisation, the forms of agitation that are needed to try to, to, try to, develop, that, to develop that consciousness. Um, so when he's writing this pamphlet, it's very, very much an aim to try and cohere what were, um, you know, reasonably... Certainly, compared with later um, stages of the Bolshevik, you know, organisation or social democratic organisation, disparate sort of forces of social democracy that existed, you know, scattered or not very, um, you know, very well organised or, or brought together, um, and he sort of had this vision of uniting um, a lot of these uh, disparate circles and things like that, which existed, you know, and, and using a paper as the as the central organising point really for, a, you know, to, to try and pull social democracy together and give it far more coherence, give it far more organisation. Um, you know, so the, 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 one of the major prescriptions of what is to be done is for the establishment of a newspaper or, you know, for the, you know, for the, the newspaper Iskra or the Spark as it, you know, was known to, you know, give, give more prominence and, and, and have a more formal and organised sort of role and for people to, people to take that on. And that's a paper that would be aimed at workers, you know, in terms of the main audience. And we'll come to, you know, the, the importance of other audiences in terms of national minorities or other oppressed groups. He saw as very important audiences, but the main audience is, is you know, is the working class. But the focus of the paper is to cohere a struggle, not just the day-to-day -day economic struggles of the workers, but a struggle against the Tsarist autocracy, you know, for political freedom, for democracy, you know, as the main, the main sort of, the, the main sort of slogans that, that are, that are going to unite the, um, that are, that are uni going to unite that struggle and unite that movement. Um, so that, yeah, it's, you know, as I said, it's, it's quite an interesting picture if you read some of, you know, what you get this sense, and I mean, some of Lenin's writing himself is that you get this sense of these circles that are existing, you know, very, very often, you know, involving quite a lot of students or some intellectuals or others or some, you know, local workers that have been brought into social democratic discussion circles that will um, conduct this process of what he calls in the pamphlet, you know, economic exposures. You know, you go out to a factory and connect with the local workers, you know, see the, um, you know, the misery that they're in, the horrible conditions that they're facing at work, the deprivations, that process of actually, you know, documenting those deprivations into, into a pamphlet which actually, you know, can crystallise these are the problems that you're facing, working with those workers to distribute that pamphlet and organise that pamphlet, this itself, you know, is a very, um, you know, illuminating thing for a lot of people, can, you know, can, can quickly lead to, to struggle, to confrontation, you know, but he also says that, you know, in, in the course of preparing, you know, for your first demonstration, the, the circle might be smashed, you know, the Tsarist police find out who these people are, where they are, picks them off one by one locks them up and, and the thing can be quite easily, easily sort of smashed, you know. So there, he, he, there's a real need, he, he believes, for a, a far more professionalism in that, in that process of, of revolutionary organisation to learn the lessons of previous struggles, to have conduit where you can understand, you know, 
firstly, you know, how to how to operate politically, you know, what you know, have, have what your analysis is, but but also how to avoid capture, how to avoid you know getting smashed and, and being broken up by the police. That you know that sort of professional element is very very important. So you know, as well as the you know the political content of what you're actually saying, which is what I'll come to. But so his vision is for a far more unified organisation nationally around a newspaper that's far more professional, you know, in the way that it actually conducts business and can sort of rise to the rise to the tasks that were before it. Because we we you know when when he's writing, there had been a period of, in terms of an upturn in, in in industrial struggle, you know, quite a quite a you know rapid increase towards the the end of the 1890s in in, in levels of industrial struggle in Russia. You know, but as Cliff points out, this pamphlet is very very much aimed. You know, it's this polemic against the economists. And I'll come to what the you know economists are. You know, just in terms of you know, people who were arguing we need to focus on or really celebrated these economic struggles that had been, were breaking out in the workplaces, you know, the role of socialists was to throw ourselves into these economic struggles to try and lead these struggles and, you know, that this was, you know, where the workers really were and we'll come to the conflict with political questions or whatever. But also in the period where this pamphlet's coming out, although it's an attack on the economists or it's a, you know, polemic against the economists, you know, as it comes out, basically, you know, we, you are entering a period where a lot of the struggle that's happening around around Russia, Russian workplaces is taking on a far more profoundly political character. There's, you know, student strikes, you know, that start to take place. You know, in 1903, there's a general strike. I forget the name of the, the industrial centre. I didn't have it written down. But there, there is a general strike which raises political demands against the autocracy, like precisely when Lenin actually puts this pamphlet out against the economists in some ways, you know, on the ground, the argument's already already been won and, you know, and, and you are seeing you know, a turn to more political forms of struggle amongst the amongst the working class, um, but it but it is in that polemic, um, you know, polemic against the polemic against the um, economists that he really you know sets out sets out his argument. Um, and he criticises the, the slavish, slavishly cringing before spontaneity. So, I mean, you know, people would very, very much come, you know, across this. If you, you know, you go out to a strike or wherever it is, people, people are in struggle. Oh, this is this fantastic thing. People are in struggle. Workers are in struggle. Marx was all about workers' struggle. These people are on strike. This is great. You know, for Lenin, the question is always, how do we raise the bar? How do we actually put... Oh, yes, it's great. Taken. That's fantastic. You know, that tells you nothing. You know, what have you actually got to say to these people about how to take that struggle forward? What the, what the next step is? How to deepen? that and, and, and you know most profoundly for him for the social for the social democrat or the revolutionary socialist as is you know I mean the, the term at the time was a social democrat um, the question is how do you give um, how do you give the struggle a, a socialist character and particularly how do you give the you know the consciousness of the people involved develop the develop the social socialist character of that consciousness um, and for him and very very much part of the pamphlet what it's directed at is about the need not just for economic exposures but for what he calls political exposures you know so that's not just documenting the deprivations of the factory you know and, and do pamphleteering or whatever around that or organizing around that but documenting and, and pamphleteering and you know and organizing agitating around all of the you know horrible things that are happening across the the length and breadth of of, of Tsarist Russia and, or, and internationally and he says you know social democracy represents the working class not in its relation to a given group of employers alone but in its relation to all classes of modern society and to the state as an organised political force. Hence it follows not only must social democrats not confine themselves exclusively to the economic struggle, but they must not allow the organisation of economic exposures to become the predominant part of their activities. We must take up actively the political education of the working class and the development of its political consciousness. Um, you know, so it's, you know, the thesis of the pamphlet. But then the, that's that question of what, what is it that, that leads to that development of the, of the political consciousness. And, I mean, it's... Um, I'll talk a little bit in, in, a bit about some of the tensions between um, 
I suppose, German social democracy or the, or the, you know, the former social democracy that was being practiced in Germany through the SPD, far and away, hands down, the biggest you know, socialist organisation in the world at that time, you know, a million more maybe members, you know, huge number of, of newspapers that are being printed, all these sorts of things. But there's a, there's a real contradiction in terms of um, you know, quite, a, quite a lot of the, of the philosophy and the practice that's around there. It's, it's, it's a rather mechanical you know, view of, of socialism and of development. And one of the main things is about very much the inevitability of, of socialism, the fact that you're going to have the ongoing the development of the productive forces, you're going to have, you know, as workers struggle and, you know, and experience economic struggles, the, the question of socialism becomes on the agenda and as the productive forces develop, the contradictions of capitalism get heightened, we're going to inevitably move on you know, into, into, a, into a situation where you can have, where you can have socialism. Um, so, but, and it, and it's, you know, it was ABC of, of social democracy to support um, political demands. You know, but one of the main things in terms of in Russia was why social democrats would support political demands is because this is a progressive step that's part of this inevitable movement forward, you know, from feudalism to capitalism and onto socialism, you know. So we, we support, you know, democracy, we support the establishment and the powers to the Duma, we support, you know, um, you know the free market, you know, um, coming, you know, growing in Russia because this is part of the inexorable move forward in history, you know. For Lenin far more, though, it's the, the process of political struggle is how consciousness develops. It's not just we support this because it's progressive and part of the march forward of history, it's because actually carrying out that struggle in the course of carrying out that struggle, the proletariat becomes conscious of its own relationship as a class to all other social classes that exist in society, becomes conscious of the contradictions which exist in that society and becomes capable of actually carrying through a revolution and actually, you know, instituting a society where, you know, where you can have, um, you know, that, that, that socialist vision realised. You know, it's, it's actually through the struggle that, that you, that, that, that the struggle is the precondition for socialism, you know, was, was for Lenin the important, um, was for the important thing. Um, and, and, and I suppose the other thing about, you know, very, very much comes through in all the, in all the writing and in all the formulations, and I, I mean, I'll read some of it in a sec, but is, the, is the, that understanding of society as a totality, you know, that there's, there is the relationship between the employer and the employee, which is that fundamental bedrock of capitalism. It's a universal feature of capitalism anywhere in the world is, you know, the exploitation of labour, and it's a universal proposition anywhere in the world that the working class, need, you know, has the capacity to overthrow capitalism. But everywhere you go, the actual operations of capitalism are quite, you know, are quite different in terms of, you know, the, poli the political system that you're operating within, you know, a lot of the different social questions that are posed, you know, Tsarist Russia is different to Germany, is different to apartheid South Africa, is different to modern day Australia in terms of all, you know, the different, you know, social force, you know, forces that exist, the, the different questions that exist, you know, and it's, and it's absolutely, you know, um, in, incumbent upon social, on, upon social democracy and a, upon a revolutionary working class movement to develop analysis, an analysis of that totality, of that whole society, and to actually understand how, how it's operating. And one, I mean, one of the important things is, um, you know, for him is that you need to develop a, um, as they call it, a strategic independence from bourgeois ideology. Because you, you, you might be a brilliant militant in, in your factory in terms of understanding, you know, and this is the contrast he makes between trade union consciousness and socialist consciousness. You know, you might be a brilliant militant in terms of I'm going to fight for more money. You know, but if you view the whole world through bourgeois ideology, you know, you understand, you know, whatever it is, Aboriginal incarceration is because of, you know, Aboriginal criminality or, you know, if, if, you, if you understand things through the prism of bourgeois 
our ideology, or, you know, we've got a democracy, we can vote for the police force, you know, represent, you know, the law and order. If you understand those things through that prism, you're never going to be able to, you know, to sort of break out of the, of the trap you're in. There needs to actually be that strategic independence, and it's the party that's the, that's the embodiment, really, of that, of that ideological independence from, um, from the bourgeoisie. Is someone timing me? Yeah, it's 11 and a half. 11 and a half. Okay. Um, yeah. Do, do, do. So, the, and this is the, comes to the, uh, one of the phrases, and this is, I suppose, some of the more contentious elements of what is to be done is this question of socialism from, socialism from without. You know, and we'll work through some of that. Because the, the quote, the quote, and this is the inoffensive one, the quote is, class consciousness can be brought to workers only from without. That is, outside the economic struggle, outside the sphere of, between, uh, of relations between workers and employers. You know, so unless you as a worker and your struggle with the employer is conscious of all the other relations that ex are existing out there and all the other contradictions out there, you, know, you, can't, you can't develop socialist consciousness, which, which in itself is, is true. I mean, there's, a, there's too much of a hard um, distinction made between economic struggle and political struggle you know, in the pamphlet, which you know, Lenin you know, admitted later, or not even admitted, you know, it's, it's a polemic, it's written as an attack on a particular idea at a time, which is the reason why that distinction is so, so sharply drawn. I mean, it's very much the case that economic struggles can become political struggles very, very quickly and compose a whole, you know, a whole range of, of political questions about the nature of the state, you know, about racism, about a whole range of things can be posed in the workplace in the, in the, course, of, in the course of industrial struggles and economic struggles. But, I mean, the general proposition in, in that sense is true. You need, you need to understand what's going on out there from without if you're really going to develop, if you're really going to develop that, that, that consciousness. Um, yeah, so... And yeah, so he re I mean, and he's a very, very firm believer in this about about the power of political exposures. You know, about the the if, if people are confronted with these horrendous things that are happening in the world around them, they will they will and they can react, and it can be a very powerful um, lever lever um, to action. Um, so let us examine the view from the standpoint um, prevailing among the economists that political agitation must follow economic agitation. Is it true that the economic struggle is the most widely applicable means? Because it's very much what the economists are saying is, well, this is the thing that's really going to get people. If you go out there and talk about their economic needs, that's what's going to move the working class. He says, but this is entirely untrue. Every, any and every manifestation of police tyranny and autocratic outrage, not only in connection with the economic struggle, is not one whit less widely applicable as a means of drawing in the masses. The rural superintendents and the flogging of the peasants, the corruption of the officials and the police treatment of the common people in the cities, the fight against the famine-stricken and the suppression of the populace striving towards enlightenment and knowledge, the exhaustion of taxes and the persecution of the religious sects, the humiliating treatment of soldiers and barrack and the barrack methods of treatment of the students and the liberal intellectuals. Do all these and a thousand other similar manifestations of tyranny, though not, less, no, though not directly connected with the economic struggle, represent in general less widely applicable means you know, of occasion for political agitation? The very opposite is true. You know, so it's you know, the, the very opposite. And I think even in our own experience, if you look, you know, what was it, what's the biggest demonstration I've ever been on is actually an anti-war demonstration. You know, it's the biggest, you know, the, the, the most sizable political mobilisation I've been on is, is not about you know, that you know, immediate question that's confronting someone. It's about the fact that the government's going to go and you know, bomb, bomb Iraq. You know, that's, you know, so, you know, I, mean, it, I mean, we all know from our, you know from our experience that that general proposition that it's only the economic things that are going to move people is, is, is not true. Um, but the, the, important thing, the important thing for Lenin is it's not just, um, 
It's not just the it's not just the propaganda that's going in about these things. It's the actual process of fighting for them and fighting around the social questions. Whereas people really um, get get a sense of the he says like the inner workings. You know the uh, I won't have time to 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 read it all. But the um, yeah this one I think it I think this is quite. This is quite a uh, yeah, clear phrase. He says, so when we, when we properly do this, carry out these processes of political exposures, the most backward worker will understand or will feel that the students and the religious sects, the peasants, the authors, everyone he, he um, lists, um, are outraged by those same dark forces, are, are being abused and outraged by those same dark forces that are oppressing and, cr and crushing him at every step of his life. And feeling that, he himself will be filled with an ir irresistible desire to react and will know how to hoot the senses one day, on another day to demonstrate outside the house of the governor who's brutally suppressed a peasant uprising, and still on another day to teach the gendarmes in um, surpluses who are doing the work of the Holy Inquisition a lesson. You know, um, so he says, it's, it's this real faith that, you know, by, by carrying through this, this process, this is, you know, people, people will react, will be able to see the system um, for what it is. Um, the last point, I suppose, I would make um, that I think that really stands out in, I mean, there's a lot of things that we could talk about um, in the pamphlet, but I think one of the, one of the, things, uh, one of the things for us that's in there is, for Lennon, it, the, an issue has to be live. You know, it, it, has to be, it has to be something that, that is happening right now. If it's really going to grab you and really going to change the way you think about the world, it has to be, you know, a response, which I think is very, um, you know, it's, it's very telling in terms of our own practice and what we do. Um, you know, as, as for calling the masses to action, that will come of itself as soon as energetic po political agitation, live and striking exposures come into play. To catch some criminal red-handed and immediately brand him publicly in all places is itself far more effective than any number general calls to action. I think if you think about just in terms of, you know, when there's a little crisis happens, like whatever it is, the, you know, the them beating up the protesters at the 10 embassy or a boat sinking, you know, off the coast, a refugee boat sinking or, you know, when there's, when there's, when there's some crisis, some media splash, something that's happening and people are looking around, how do we understand this? What's going on? You know, it's at those points, you know, when those underlying contradictions expose themselves in different ways that to be able to jump in there and put, the, put a view of the world that's a socialist view of the world about what's to... How do you explain this situation? Who's responsible for this situation? You know, in a social democratic or you know revolutionary socialist perspective about how we can change this situation, it's when you've got the widest audience. It's when people's minds are, are most attuned. You know, so he, you know, for Lenin, he really sees that the world as this underlying process of fundamental contradictions operating that break out onto the surface, and it's incumbent upon socialists to be able to react, you know, sort of in those situations, and you know, and, and, and explain those situations and take those take those by the by the horns. Um, yeah, so, and I mean, the final thing about it is, and is, is, is about the paper, you know, so the, it's, it's, the, it's the paper he sees is going to be the, the method by which we carry out these political exposures. But it's very uh, interesting, I think, in terms of reading about it, is it's not just an agitational point, uh, and, and, and it's an organising point in terms of giving, you know, they, they say like a scaffolding, you know, like a, on a building site, the, the scaffolding um, of, the, of the party, an organising point. But it's also in the process of selling and going through, going through those exposures with, with oppressed people, with workers themselves, with all these different groups. What you learn in that process about how to relate to people, how to understand people's ideas, how to understand how people's ideas change, how to read people's mood about what they're going to react to, what's going to be important, what's not. You know, that's the, the ultimate training ground for, for a revolution, you know, to be, you know for, the, for the actual, and for him, in, in, in terms of Russia, at the time, he talks about it's, it's a training for the insurrection, you know, because if you can actually organise and carry out the distribution of a revolutionary paper in Tsarist Russia, 
you got a pretty good idea about how to deal with the cops, you know, about how to, you know, like actual military operations or quasi-military operations to be able to get these things into places and out of places or whatever. But, I mean, the general principle is true about, you know, being able to actually organise around, um, you know, agitational material is how, you, is how you learn to relate to people, learn how to read their mood, learn how to, you know, understand where organic leadership's coming from and how to, how to, how to relate to it in that, in that process of struggle. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a few things we could talk about. The one, one particular is about the question of social, socialist consciousness coming from without, where I've said before the formulation, which I think is, you know, in broadly sense correct. There's other formulations that, that just aren't. They're just wrong. I mean, there's one in particular, you know, where, uh, where Lenin, you know, talks about the development of socialism as a science, you know, basically as like a bourgeois science, you know, um, uh, bourgeois science as being a precondition for socialism in that sense and, you know, it being Marx and Engels were, were, were part of the bourgeoisie or supported by the bourgeoisie or whatever, their social position was bourgeois, they had access to this science, that's crucial for the, for, for, um, for, for the working class, which came from Kautsky and came from German social democracy. You know, he quotes Kautsky directly when he's making that point. You know, and, and, and that's wrong. I think it indicates there, were, there hadn't been that clear and fundamental break yet with German social democracy. But the essence of what Lenin was saying is very, very much that it's actually the, the real experience of people, the real struggles of people, that's the ultimate teacher. You know, that's the ultimate source of your theory and the ultimate source of, of um, yeah, of, yeah how, how, how you can move forward to socialism. Cheers.